Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Stay where you are. Do not break the stillness of this moment. For this is a time of mystery. A time when imagination is free. And moves forward swiftly, silently. This is... The Haunting Hour. Occupation, murder. Those of us who have never stepped upon the stage and delved into a world of fantasy might believe that to do so would bring to one's mind and experience all that could never quite be grasped in real life. The actors, how perfectly they move, what excitement they entail... How straight they follow the paths of their planned destiny. Out of the portrait of real existence into a world of fantasy and fiction. And the players? What of them when the play is done? When they leave the world of make-believe or cold reality? But wait. Gregory Townsend's story can tell you better than I how life itself can plunge a man into conflicts of reality far greater and all the infinite imagination of the stage. It was a late summer afternoon when Gregory Townsend hurried into a little side street cafe to begin events of such a nature to bear careful consideration as to their probability were he to have acted them in a play. Al Henley. Hi, Greg. I've got to see you right away. It's very important. Uh, can't you see that I've got company? Oh, this, by the way, is Miss Valentine Simpkins. Oh, what a charming stage name. How do you do, my dear? I'm Gregory Townsend. I'm pleased to know you. And Valentine Simpkins is my real name. It's beautiful, honey. You're a natural for Broadway. Why, I wouldn't consider myself your press agent if you weren't. Oh, you're too kind to me, Mr. Henley. Wait, kid. I haven't even stopped. I hope you'll forgive me, Miss Simpkins, but I must have a word with Al. Oh, it's perfectly all right. I'll excuse myself. Oh, stick around, honey. This won't take long. It never does. This will, Henley. Well, Mr. Henley, give me a buzz if you get my name in the papers. It's a cinch, Valentine. I'll phone you tomorrow. That will be charming. Goodbye, Mr. Townsend. Goodbye. Where did you discover that item of bric-a-brac, Al? I'm protecting her from the advances of a punk named Dave Anderson. Know him? He's a professional shite. No, he's not a member of my club. Listen, Al. You've got to think of an idea that will put me on the front page. What's the rest? John Miller is casting his new play. I phoned him this morning asking for a chance at the lead. He said no, of course. No, 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 not quite. He said he would have to have an actor with name value. That lets you out, Greg. Well, I'm not so sure. 
Oh, if you can only get me some decent publicity for a change. Something spectacular. I can land that part. Oh, it'll make me and you. I'll cut you in for a large percentage. Well, that's nice of you, considering the fact it says just that in our contract. Come on, Al. You think of something. Get me in the front pages. Well, there's always one sure story. Oh? What's that? Murder. You crazy? No. I've got an idea that will make you one of the most publicized guys in the country. Practically overnight. You mean, uh... Commit murder? Yeah. Guaranteed to work. Money refunded if you don't grab every front page. <laughs> Gosh, for a minute, I thought you really meant it, Al. Oh, come on, now. Tell me what the idea really is. That's it. Homicide. You're going to commit murder, stand trial, and then be declared innocent. I know you can guarantee the first two items of procedure, but what about the equipment? Well, it's all very simple, Gregory. You're going to murder yourself. What? Oh, is the thought so gruesome? I thought you'd be pleased. All right, Al. Sorry to have taken up your precious time. I'd better find myself another press agent. One without a sense of humor. Oh, cool off, Greg. Have a chair and give me five minutes for a lucid explanation. Is uh, this a gag? No, it's on the level. Listen and see how foolproof my idea is. First, uh, what's your real name? Well, I don't use it anymore. Gregory Townsend is sufficient for your purposes. I have to know your real name. Now, what is it? Well, all right. It's Michael Armbruster. Fine. It'll fit perfectly. Now, here's my plan. You ought to rent a room under the name of Michael Armbruster. Yes. I want you to live there for three or four days. Mm -hmm. Change your face with makeup so that the landlady or the other rumors won't recognize you as Gregory Townsend. Then I want you to do this. Sergeant Callahan, 13th Precinct. I want to report a murder. Don't ask me who this is, but listen to what I say carefully. Go to 2219 South Grove Street. In the rear room on the third floor, you'll find the body of Michael Armbruster. What's that address again? Matthew, check this call. I won't repeat the address. It's useless to trace this call. I'm not the murderer, and that's all I have to say. Hello. Hello. Emergency. Get me the district attorney's office. Hello, Greg. Mind if I sit down? No, uh, no. Help yourself, Al. Well, uh, what do the papers say? Uh, look for yourself, Greg. The front pages are full of it. Hmm. Well, what's our next move? Just sit tight. I'm running the show and guarantee when the time is right, I'll tip off the cops and send them after Armbruster's murderer. I'm getting worried, Al. Maybe we shouldn't have done it. What if something goes wrong? Oh, relax, Greg. The whole thing's airtight. There's not a chance of a slip. How can a guy murder himself? Just look at this story. The police and district attorney Ford remain baffled today as to the solution of the murder of Michael Armbruster. In response to an anonymous phone call, the police investigated Armbruster's room, but upon their arrival, it was discovered that the body had disappeared. Among the clues found were a blood-stained jacket, a wristwatch with the initials GT, and an unsigned letter to Armbruster threatening his life. There, Greg. What do you think of that? Gosh, it sounds too real. Naturally, that's the way I planned it. The police have got to think it's real or we won't even get a line in the Pleasant Valley Gazette. Well, what's the matter? Worried about your watch? Yes, I didn't know about that letter. Oh, well, I forgot to tell you. I wrote it. 
What's in it? The usual kind of stuff. He did you wrong, so you were out to get it. I left it unsigned to make it tougher for the police. You didn't forget anything, did you? Not a thing. It's a terrific mystery. The whole town's talking about it. Why, Armbrust is a celebrated character. What about Townsend? Anytime now, Greg. Anytime now. What do you mean? You see that rather determined-looking gentleman walking this way? The one with the two policemen? Yeah. Well, Greg, old pal, that is the district attorney. Uh, I'd better get out of here. Sit down. Don't act like a murderer. What shall I say? The DA will let you know. I beg your pardon, gentlemen. Not at all. What can we do for you? My name is Ford, district attorney. How do you do? Hi. I'm looking for an actor by the name of Gregory Townsend. Friend of yours? Not exactly. Well, this is him. Are you Townsend? Why, yes. Yes, I am. Will you come with me, please? What's wrong? We'd like to question you about the murder of Michael Armbrust. Better go quietly, Greg. It'll be best. Shut up, you fool. All right, Sergeant. Take him in tow. I think we've got our murderer. Come along, Thompson. Don't let go of me. I didn't do it. I tell you, I didn't do it. Hello, Townsend. Ford. You can't keep me in here. I tell you, I'm innocent. You're playing your role quite expertly, Townsend. Your dramatic performance impresses me. But as a denial of your guilt, it's strictly on the ham side. You've no evidence. The initials we found engraved on the watch in Armbruster's room match yours. As well as several million dollars. That's no proof. The letter to Armbruster, the one that threatened his life, was written by an actor. Maybe it was. But you haven't got a case unless you find the body. I remember that from my last play. It was a murder mystery. You do have a good memory, don't you? Well, am I right? Perhaps, Townsend. We're looking for the body, and I can assure you it will be found. In the meantime, I'm holding you here on suspicion of murder. When you decide to confess, let me know. It will save us both a great deal of trouble. Oh, uh, by the way, the newspapers have begun to treat you rather unkindly. I'm afraid your acting career is a thing of the past. Assuming, of course, that you're ever freed by the cross. What? I'll send in some papers. You can read the bad news for yourself. Ford, Ford, wait a minute. Yes? I guess... You see... Well, what is it, Townsend? Nothing, Ford. Nothing. This isn't a bad setup, Greg. You look very comfortable. Oh, cup of clowning, Al. How's it coming? There's enough publicity for a hundred scrapbooks. Oh, you're a cinch for that John Miller play. Fine. Now, when do I get out of here? Get out? Oh, well, uh, that'll be a little while yet, Greg. What do you mean, a little while? This district attorney was just here, and he thinks I'm guilty. So what? You know you're not. There hasn't even been a murder. Oh, boy, will he do a slow burn when the story breaks in the papers. Ford also said the papers were beginning to pan me. Is that true? Well, uh, a little, Greg. Some of the boys are knocking, but, but that's because it makes a better story. That's nothing to worry about. You've just got to hold on a little longer. But I am worried, Al. We're playing with something big. Now, look, Greg, I'm the idea, boy. I got you into this, and I'll get you out. And that result of the whole thing is going to make you a famous guy. Why, you'll have every producer on Broadway eating out of your hands. Oh, gosh, I don't know, Al. It's gone too far. Maybe we ought to show our hand. Who's been feeding you that dialogue, Greg? It's all wet. Now, you listen to me. We haven't hit the cream of the press notices yet. I've never made a dime out of you, but I've always thought you had talent. Keep your faith in my judgment, Greg. You won't be sorry. I know you're trying to sell me, Al, but I have a hunch it's down the river. And if my hunch gets too strong, Al, I'm going to talk to Ford. (laughs) 
It's nice of you to take me driving, Mr. Henley. It's a pleasure, Valentine, honey. After the cares of the day, there's nothing like a cool evening ride with one's favorite female companion. Mm -hmm. How's your friend Gregory Townsend? Don't you read the papers, Valentine? Well, that's what I mean. He's where your friend Dave Anderson ought to be. Why don't you like him, Mr. Henley? He's been squeezing money out of me like a leech. Do you owe it to him? Oh, not exactly, Valentine. Ever hear of blackmail? Oh, how exciting. Oh, yeah? Well, honey, right now I've got my mind on murder. Oh, Mr. Henley, you you mustn't. <laughs> Don't worry, Valentine. I'm only doing my job. Don't you remember? I'm press agent for the murder. <laughs> Spinning threads of the web in which Gregory Townsend found himself imprisoned were more unbelievable than any play in which he'd ever acted. In answer to a desperate plea for publicity, Al Henley, his press agent, had conceived the idea of Gregory's committing a counterfeit murder, the supposed victim to bear his real name, Michael Armbruster. But Gregory's ardor for the pretense cooled when the district attorney gave every indication of believing the story. Well, that's the whole story, Mr. Ford. You're a strange sort of fellow, Townsend. What do you mean? You expect me to believe a story such as the one you've just told me. But it's the truth, I swear it. Why, it's fantastic. A man murdering himself. Now listen to me, Ford. I am Michael Armbruster. Gregory Townsend is only my stage name. Will the landlady identify you as Armbruster? Well, no, I purposely wore makeup. <laughs> you've covered all the angles, haven't you? Unfortunately, Townsend, your story is too incredulous for me to believe. Not even a wild-eyed press agent could create such a tale. Well, that's exactly how it happened. I needed publicity, and I'll hand me my press agent invented the whole thing. How do you account for your watch being in the room? It was my room, I tell you. I rented it. Only your wore makeup, so it wasn't you. Yes, I know. I don't know what else I can do to prove the whole thing to be a piece of fiction. There isn't anybody. Surely that should convince you. But you're wrong, Townsend. There is a corpse. What? What are you talking about? I said there's a body. The body of Michael Armbruster. Are you crazy? We've been told where it is. You shouldn't have trusted Al Henley. He's decided to tell us where you've hidden the body of the man you murdered. I have a car waiting. We'll soon discover who's been telling the truth. We should be there any minute. Where am I supposed to have hidden my victim? Behind a large outdoor advertising sign. Hmm. Sounds like a nice, quiet retreat for a dead man. That looks like the place up ahead. Well, there's a sign there at any rate. Would you prefer to point out the exact spot where the body is hidden? I couldn't do it with a Ouija board. As you wish, Townsend. This way. Speaking of publicity, Ford, this won't do you any good when the papers find out you've been persecuting an innocent man. Oh, What's wrong? Oh, that's horrible. Well, there's your answer, Townsend. Will you confess now? No, no, I didn't do it. Look for yourself, Townsend. This body's been burned. The ebony ring on the finger with the initials M.A. I've never seen it before. This is the body of Michael Armbruster. I'm charging you with his murder, and so help me, I'm going to get a conviction. (laughs) 
You're welcome, Mr. Hanley. Just call when you're ready to leave. Hello, Greg. You get out of here before I commit a real murder. Take it easy, Take it Greg. Easy. Why, you cheap little crook. Do you know you're friendly with a murder? Well, it's all according to plan, Not Greg. my plan. I want you to get me out of here. The DA is putting me on trial next week. Exactly. And that's where I'm going to spring my big surprise. Where'd that body come from? A shady character I know tipped me off to it. The guy can supply any kind of body on order. <laughs> He'd make you an excellent partner. But first, you've got to get me out of this. At the trial, Greg. At the trial. It'll be the biggest news story of the century. I can just see those headlines. Well, I don't know why I should trust you. I have a feeling you've got something up your sleeve. Oh, relax, Greg. You've got a nice room here and three meals a day. That should be heaven to any actor. Believe me, you haven't a thing in the world to worry about. This court is now in session. The district attorney will continue with his presentation. Thank you, Your Honor. I should like to call as my final witness, Al Henley. Now, uh, Mr. Henley, what was your relationship with the defendant? I was his uh, public relations counselor. Did he usually confide in you? All the time. I gave him advice on his career. Tell the court, Mr. Henley, what you know about the murder of Michael Armbruster. Well, I'd known for quite a while that Townsend and Armbruster weren't exactly on speaking terms. One night, about a month ago, Townsend came to see me at my apartment. Yeah? He'd had a good deal to drink and was talking pretty freely. He told me he'd killed Armbruster that night and that he was hiding the body out at the spot where I told the district attorney it could be found. Why did you keep this information quiet for so long? I wanted to protect Townsend. No man likes to convict his friend. You're lying, you rat. You're lying. Order in the court. Order in the court. The prisoner will remain silent. Stop me lying. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill anyone. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. We find the defendant. Guilty of murder in the first degree. Too bad about Gregory Townsend, Mr. Henry. He looked like such a nice fellow. Well, as life, Valentine. You can never tell by looking at a guy what is going on inside him. When's the execution set for? Well, sometime next week. Are you going up to see him? No, it's hurt me too much to have to watch him suffer. Papers sure gave it a lot of publicity. I guarantee that for my clients, Valentine, honey. Well, anyone can get their name in the papers if they murder someone, Mr. That's right, Valentine, but how many people can get their name in the paper if they don't commit a murder? That's not so easy, is it? (laughs) That's right. Now, now you're talking, baby. But I did it for Gregory Townsend. He was my client, and I always please my clients. I'd like to do the same for Dave Anderson, but I don't think he'll be around anymore. Now, wait, uh, one more other thing. Mr. Anderson is a nice man. You shouldn't talk that way about him. <laughs> All right, Valentine. Let's talk about you. I'll get your name in the papers, but in another way. You're not ready for courtroom scenes. Besides, the district attorney might believe you. It's nice of you to visit me, Valentine. I'm glad you remember me, Mr. Townsend. You shouldn't keep such unpleasant company, my dear. 
You're liable to wind up playing the lead in a murder courtroom. That's funny. Mr. Henley said exactly the same thing to me yesterday. Now, you just be careful, Valentine. He's also liable to get your name in the papers. And that, I'm afraid, is a blood brother to the kiss of death. Well, that's another coincidence. Huh? What do you mean? Mr. Henley and I were discussing that yesterday also. How does it happen you decided to visit me? Mr. Henley said it would hurt him too much to see you. But I don't think that's the real reason. I think he feels bad because he's hiding something. What do you mean, Valentine? He said it was easy for people to get their names in the papers if they kill someone. But he said he got yours in the papers and you didn't kill anyone. He told you that? Yes. And I'm worried about my friend, Dave Anderson. Mr. Hanley doesn't like him. And he said yesterday I wouldn't be seeing him anymore. Uh, Valentine, do you know Mr. Ford, the district attorney? No, but I've seen his picture. How would you like to meet him? Oh, now don't go to any trouble. Oh, no trouble at all, I assure you. It'll be a pleasure. Well, what should I say to him? Just smile and tell him exactly what Mr. Henley told you yesterday. You mean about how to get your name in the papers? Yes, that's it. Will you do that for me? Sure, why not? Valentine, honey, whether it's February or not, you're more than welcome. Didn't think you had the guts to show up here, Al. Believe me, Greg, I just like jails more than you. I hope there are no hard feelings. Well, of course not. You're only paying for a murder you committed with my life. <laughs> you should have been a comedian, Greg. The serious stuff never did suit your personality. Well, keep up the good spirits. You're a credit to the acting profession. Laugh, clown, laugh. <laughs> or should I say, sucker? <laughs> You were right the other day, Mr. Henley. Uh, which bright thing was that, Valentine, honey? When you said you couldn't tell by looking at a guy what was going on inside him. Yeah, I said that all right. Did you try it out? I certainly did, Mr. Henley. Why, only yesterday. To look at Mr. Ford, you would never think that he had a sense of humor. You mean Ford, the DA? Yes. What were you doing with him? Come on, quick. What were you doing with him? Henley, you're hurting my arm. Don't twist the lady's arm, Al. It might come off. This is a private party, Ford. Thanks for the invitation. I'd like to join the fun. Oh, no use in saying no, huh? No. All right. What is it? Why, ever since Valentine told me your philosophy about publicity, I've been doing a little checking. And? I found that I haven't been particularly brilliant on this case. For example, the ring with the initial M.A. that I found on the body of the corpse was made of ebony. Pretty color. And a very pretty wood. The important factor that I completely overlooked was that if the ring were on the body when it was burned, why, the ring would have been consumed also. In other words, the ring was obviously placed on the hand after the murder had been committed. That's very good, Mr. Ford. Thank you, Valentine. Shut up, Valentine. With that clue, Henley, the rest was simple. Okay, Ford, you win. Dave Anderson was blackmailing me for every cent I earned. I figured I could put him out of the way and make you think that the charred body was really ombre. Well, goodbye, Valentine, honey. I'm going away. All right, Ford. I'm ready to change places with my former client. It's very nice of you to invite me here, Mr. Townsend. Well, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather celebrate with, Valentine. After all, you saved my life. Oh, it wasn't anything much. 
I just listened to Mr. Henley, and he practically gave it all away. But even for the killing of your friend, Dave Anderson. I only wish I could have found out in time before Mr. Henley got to him. Well, it's all over now, Valentine. The best thing to do is to forget. Why, you're a famous girl now. Your name's in every newspaper in the country. Yeah. Wasn't that funny, though? Mr. Henley always said he'd get me in the headlines. He kept his word, Valentine. Even if he had to commit murder to do it. Shadows and stillness. Mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting hour. (laughs) 